0: When Captain America throws his mighty shield
1: The TV fans are taking over. This is Across the Airwaves. You're
2: different. Now don't let anyone tell you that you have nothing to offer. Second chances don't come around all that often. I suggest you take a really close look at it.
3: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marvelverse podcast, Across the Airways podcast, dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Marvel's Netflix shows. I'm Nikki Amy, your hostess. And joining me today are some fellows that have assembled to talk about this week's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Introduce yourself, gentlemen.
4: I, me, I'm Cookie Monster, and me have cookies now. Om, oh, nom, nom, nom. <laughs>
3: shh.
5: Shh. My name is Wes Kim. Guys, I'm babysitting Mjolnir.
0: He's taking a nap.
2: And, and I'm Steve Nostro, finally got his voice back.
3: Yay! Yay! And, and before we start, we want to give a big happy birthday shout out to our friend and co-host, Wu S. Kim. His birthday was yesterday. Yes, it was. Happy, yeah.
0: br-
5: happy birthday. It was happy good.
4: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Kim. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, Jervis. <laughs>
5: I was going to say that too. Yeah, yeah. I, it was a good birthday, Stark, let me, <laughs> let me that plane from Iron Man 1 complete with all the stewardesses in it, so it was a good <laughs> day.
0: Nice.
5: Hot yeah. yet- is a good thing, Joe.
3: and lady. <laughs> <laughs> so before we start our discussion of this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we have a little bit of Marvel news. And Wu is going to share that with us.
5: Okay, so I got up this morning, checked my emails and messages like I usually do, because there's always emails and messages in the morning, no matter who you are. And I see that the Guardians of the Galaxy teaser has just been released. Um, I thought it was great. I think the studios, just the studios in general, are are noticing the difference between a teaser and a trailer. And they did, gave us just enough to like get us pumped for the actual trailer when it comes out. And I loved um, Drax the
3: Destroyer's thing about
5: dancing.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. true.
3: Drax giving relationship advice is always <laughs> <laughs> There are two,
5: There are two types of people in this world, those who dance and those who don't.
3: And we and we know from the first Guardians that uh, Kimura is not a dancer, no. because she, she because he took it right back from her.
5: And I think and I think my favorite line in the whole thing, other than the awkward hug at the end, was um um, Drax saying, "You just need to find somebody more pathetic than you, or as yes. pathetic."
4: And I actually have to say I got to give a shout out to the imagery in this trailer because it or this teaser because it is like gorgeous, and I am so excited to see this movie because it is probably the most, at least, even from the teaser, like I can tell this is probably going to be one of the most gorgeous looking Marvel movies ever.
5: Yes, because Marvel Studios is a big road to hold because everybody, I mean, talk about sleeper hits. Guardians of the Galaxy was like the definition of a sleeper hit, and everybody loved it. So to actually come back and do another one, that's a big challenge, even more so than Age of Ultron was.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, considering that Guardians was a lesser known property. I mean, some of us had been reading it, but a lot of people were like, "Oh, so it's the Avengers in space." They never read Guardians. They thought the idea of a machine gun wielding raccoon was a little weird. Sure. Um, I found it, you know, liberating, uh, personally. But I think that everybody including Marvel was really surprised that we all kind of attached ourselves to this film specifically as hard as we did. And I think that maybe they caught they got the message that you know we're we're up for the ride and that's what we want we want to ride we want to experience new worlds and we like the how their characters and their heroes kind of defy archetype yeah and I think like I think there are also a
5: couple of other factors as well you all have the the thing of Star Wars Episode Seven was get a year away. So people hadn't seen like an exciting like space fantasy space fantasy yep. movie in a while. Also the the thing of we've seen we we've seen like you know a bit of like superheroes teaming up. We we wanted something a little different and this was that something different.
3: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Steve, any comment?
2: Um yeah, the uh I just love this whole thing. It was um it was beautiful. I can't wait to see it.
3: Yeah, I totally agree, and I have to agree with you, James. the The lighting, the cinematography, the the use Colors. of yeah. the use of color, yeah. and and of course the music, which James Gunn is so brilliant at. Um, I just it was it really looked it had the feel of the first Guardians because I think I those were some of the things I responded to in the first one was his use of lighting is just genius and. I'm re- I was like, oh, my God, this looks even like he's just even tweaked it just to nail it a little bit harder. And while I was after I watched the trailer, I was reading an article on uh, Thor Ragnarok and how Taika Waititi, who is one of my favorite directors, he's kind of gone with a like 1970s
4: ish kind of
3: feel. And I kind of
4: like Masters of the Universe kinda. kind of. Kind yeah. of,
3: yeah, like with the logo and everything, and he's really done that deliberately and I think I think he and James Gunn complement each other in that way. As I think that there is definitely a callback to a time period that uh maybe with Guardians it's more the eighties, um, especially with their choice of music with the late seventies and early eighties music.
5: Where whereas the Russos have like this very very like grounded, very like earthy, very like real Real, it's a... real live tone to their lighting and I, I mean I don't know Kevin Feige personally I mean I see him every week for a brunch yeah <laughs> but, but I think I think a, a lot of the things that he does in the pre-production is trying to nail the story down and where we're go- going and how it does this fit into the larger MCU but for the film itself he's very hands off it's like this is yeah. your guys' movie
3: just go with it it'll yeah, play probably... If only been hands off and let them keep Coulson alive.
4: <laughs> well, it was his idea to kill Coulson, so. Yes,
3: I know. If he'd uh, been hands off, Coulson would not have died. Well, and but this then we, is a, oh, I'm so sorry, we might man. not have we might not have agents of Shield. I might not have the close personal friendship I have with Clark if that had happened. <laughs> yeah. So, so take what you can get.
5: I also wanted to mention something that we talked about off microphone before Nikki joined us. The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One looked like. Star Wars Episode Four. This one looks more like mixing Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi just by the beautiful views and the beautiful vistas that we see.
3: uh you really know how to get to a girl Lou, Lou, because <laughs> you yeah, yeah, brought up Star Wars and you know how much I'm obsessed with Star Wars. Well so. no, like
5: even the the jungle planet they land on that looks like Maz Kanada's planet or Endor or Dagobah. Just very messy, okay. very green.
2: Yeah, he's right.
3: Yeah. No, trust me. I see Star Wars in a in a piece of toast. So I <laughs> I definitely I definitely got the vibes and I think that it's a deliberate uh uh honor that they're homage, so to speak, is to kind of give it that space opera, space fairy tale kind of thing. But where Star Wars had a little bit of that space western, I think Guardians just went full tilt boogie on the Space Western. Yeah. yeah. I think
5: it's more Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in Star yeah. Trek than Star Wars. But because Doctor Strange is coming out in a few weeks, I can't wait to see this teaser in 3D, especially with all the shots, with the shot of all those guys floating in the air. And Yonu yeah. yeah. just Last walking. The yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see that shot. And, yeah. and you know, like, th- this is really excites me because they've been done for... Filming this for a long time, but of course, the visual effects for this movie is much higher than even something on the Avengers, just because of right. all the space things involved.
2: There was a lot of metallic, like, like look to it. I um, love that. I love that.
5: Uh, I love that. Sure. I love that sign though, kind of like an homage to the Jarvis is my co-pilot. Spacesuits are for emergencies only, or for fun. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that almost felt like a Deadpool thing, honestly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was awesome. Yeah.
3: It was it was it was very in keeping. You could you would, I would expect something like that on Star Lord's ship. The Milano is kind of a, you know, his domain, and he's got to put his his stamp on it. And it's a very messy stamp, as we learned in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, not it look, the, would look like a Frank it
5: would look like a Frank Pollock painting. Uh,
2: Jackson, <laughs> I mean, Jack, Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock. Jackson
3: yeah, yes. Pollock. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Guys, I hope you enjoyed us talking. You know, spewing love all over the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Now on to the the agenda for today. What are we doing today, James?
4: On this week's episode, we shall discuss episode four of season four of Marvel agents of Shield titled "Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire." Please, baby, please, please,
3: <laughs> please <laughs> baby. <laughs> I'll, you know, as I said last week in spoilers, I love a good Jimi Hendrix reference. <laughs>
4: So, um, as Ghost Rider's quest for vengeance brings him to an explosive confrontation with S.H.I.E.L.D., Colson and Mac must rely on an unlikely ally in their time of desperate need, and Daisy reunites with a familiar face to stop the watchdogs.
3: Yeah, so let's get it out of the way, guys. Aww! Aww, Fitz and Simmons, putting it together, <laughs> saying the L word, okay? I just wanted to give us a few seconds to just... I feel bad,
5: I felt bad for Gemma, like, doing all this on her yeah. job. Come on, man. <laughs>
3: You gotta do what you you gotta do what you gotta do. This was the only time she had. So our our resident shipper, James.
4: Cookie Monster.
3: Cookie Monster.
4: Um I was just like really happy to see like a domestic sort of scene in a very quiet opening to an episode. Because usually recently we've been having like very um explosive openings to episodes and this one just felt very like relaxed and kinda chill and it was like I could tell immediately as she got like when she knocked on the door and no one answered, I was like, Okay, this is way too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I, I was
3: I worried the, about that too,
4: when she got an, an, an anonymous email about <laughs> Yeah, those that's you know, the other part. I was that was also like um <laughs> Just like I was not expecting Daisy to like end up bloody. I was like, "Wait, what the frick did he just? Ha- what happened?" <laughs> <I wasn't laughs> expecting... This was not last week's episode. Where? Why? Why is Daisy shot now?
5: <laughs> I wasn't expecting the way Daisy's arm looked. My God, that the, the thing almost looks gangrene. Almost. Yeah. She really needs yeah. to get yeah. those things that looked dead because it did not look good.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I wanted everybody to kind of get their odds out of the way because that was that was probably one of our Sweeter moments in the episode, which this episode kind of was more action packed than last week, yeah. to say the least.
4: I must say that this episode like felt very, um, it felt like the end of an arc almost, and that it felt kind of complete and completed, sort of like it didn't leave very many um, huge cliffhangers. It felt kind of, um, it just felt like it was a, the end of one thing and the beginning of another, but not in like a cliffhanger sense. It just felt very tight, very self contained, and very well. Wrapped up at the end of it. And then I I that I agree.
5: I and totally I hope agree. they don't do that too. later on. I hope they don't keep doing that because that leaves like winter hiatuses like feeling kind of flat. When you guys yeah,
4: are... I mean like in the middle of us in the middle of like a half of a season, it feels pretty nice. I think.
5: Yeah, but not but, like every episode.
3: But the way I kind of took that, like I felt that too, James. And the way I kind of felt it was we're ending the whole quake on her own thing. And Robbie on her on his own. Robbie on his own, and we're moving on to what we will discuss later as the next chapter in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that next chapter of Marvel, which is us dealing with magic. But um, uh, So we have that whole, I think, ending that whole separation. And we're still going to deal with the aftermath, I think. Um, but I think that it was kind of their way of saying, okay, Daisy's not on her own anymore. She's back with S.H.I.E.L.D., Robbie's now kind of reluctantly on board. Now we're going to move on to what we, to the job at hand. So that's kind of how I took that for the feeling of this episode, but. Everybody can feel free to disagree with me,
5: oh no i think we're all <laughs> I think we're all on the same page and i I think one of the i think one of the nice things about this too is that it it isn't it isn't forced and the the writers did a wonderful job i think of bringing everybody together and still wrapping up the air quote go the air quote's ghost storyline in a much more believable and palpable sense. Do you guys agree, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Okay.
3: So at the beginning of this episode, after we have all fawned over our favorite couple, uh, Daisy and Gemma have reunited, and, and it doesn't not, it feel still, like, <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't feel so
5: good, especially for Gemma.
3: So, Daisy's in pain. Gemma is still a little bit feeling uh, betrayed, which I think is natural for our crew. They've all grown so close. I mean, it's not as bad as what Ward did, but, you know, dropping them into the ocean, but or betraying them by being Hydra, but it's still she left and no without contacting them, without a sense of where she was, if she's okay. Um, but now they have decided that they're going to team up and I think throughout the episode this was one of my was my favorite thread was the two of them together and working together.
5: Because they've always been friends. Even when she was yes. sky like they've always had a close relationship. And it's like this thing, like like you have to look at it from Shield the Shield team's point of view. What did they do wrong, Daisy? They did nothing wrong.
3: That's I think I think that's the, the core of the resentment that they've kind of felt towards her. It's like they love her and they want her to be safe. But I think each one of them feels that exact way. What did we do to make you treat us like this? Yeah, I mean, what what have we ever done to you? We've and there was just that brief time when Gemma was a little freaked out by Inhumans, and she said some things that she took back and she she apologized for. But still, what did Coulson ever do to Daisy to make her run away? And I think that this episode did a lot to heal the Gemma rift. And I think it's she's going to have to go person to person to person. Yeah, and I and
5: think the hardest one is going to be Mac because Mac wears everything on his sleeve, and like he's not going to forgive that very easily. I don't think. I th- yeah.
3: I think he will be the hardest, but I also think Colson will be the next hardest because we'll and we'll talk about it a little later. But I just yes. the look on yeah. just, the look on his face. Yeah, which I,
5: which is what I was saying to the like Stephen James before we recorded because. The, and this is why I don't like Daisy, especially in this episode. She was being like extra mean to people. It's like, back off! They didn't kill Lincoln. They didn't join Hive. You joined Hive. Well, I think well, not willingly, pro- obviously. But
4: well, yeah,
3: but
5: she's people
3: proje- People project, yeah. and she's projecting obviously her own insecurities. And I think she even knows that because it's not subtle. Yeah. Uh, but I think that she has so much she has to deal with before she can give herself back to shields. And I Mm -hmm. think making peace with Gemma is probably the, the easiest way in is because Gemma has the biggest heart next to, I think next to Colson. Yeah. And but when Colson's heart is broken, it is broken.
0: Yeah.
3: And I think Gemma is more in a place where she's willing to let Daisy in and Daisy knew she needed someone and I will have to say, one of my favorite moments was when Daisy, they're in the carpet van, and Daisy says, Okay, this is what you got to do. You got to go get her back. You got to yep. do this. And then Gemma just gets out, walks up to her, and goes, Here, here's this flash drive. Because
4: we
5: forgot she's one of the bosses now. Like, well, I, I did,
4: forgot did. that oh, that's so yeah. she was. Well, even
5: I, I forgot that because they haven't really focused on that. And I was like, Oh, yeah, she's one of the higher ups
3: and I love that she got to say, I'm one of the boss. I'm the boss. I'm her the, boss. She works
5: the, for me. And the look on Daisy's face was like, what? What have I, <laughs> I
3: missed? I think Daisy is so used to, like, sneaking around and doing things to subvert. Is, I think even going back to, you know, the Rising Tide days, is like she's always trying to find a back door. And Especially since so like, she's
4: in a van again. Yeah, yeah.
3: that horrible van. Yeah. And... <laughs> And it's like, you know, sometimes the easiest way is just to walk through the door. And Gemma understood that. And I love how, I mean, Gemma's always been brilliant. She's always been a genius. But I love how street smart she can be sometimes. And she's not always the sweet little British girl that we kind of started out with. Just like Fitz is no longer the sweet little British, Scottish boy.
4: <laughs> you almost said it. <laughs> well,
3: British and Scottish are this. It's all Great Britain. You're, you're, you're <laughs> gonna, they can be used interchangeably.
5: You're going to ruin our relations with our UK
2: listeners.
3: No. I love all of our UK listeners. I love anything about the UK. Yeah. Anyway, um, so throughout the whole episode, Daisy and Gemma have gone on this. like I, kept, I didn't want to say Thelma and Louise adventure. But I kind of was like, for those of you who aren't too old, there is there was a TV show in the eighties called Cagney and Lacey.
0: Yeah,
3: about two female detectives, and it kind of was it was kind of like a Cagney and Lacey moment, where it's like they were solving a mystery together.
4: Well, they have a they have another show that came out recently that's sort of in that vein called Rosalia and Isles. So.
3: Oh, that's true. My mom watches. That. I've never watched it, but that's I didn't think about that.
5: Oh, along these lines, I like that there was a clear A story, B story, and still a strong C story, and yeah. they they were really structured really well because it's really hard to have three separate stories, and I really and
4: especially have them all come together at the end.
5: Yeah, yeah, and that's very that's very hard to do because it's not the that's easiest thing to do, and it's very easy to screw up.
3: Oh, very. You can always, since um, you put too much focus on one story and not enough on the others, and then it's like, it doesn't feel organic when they come together. Steve, what were you going to say?
2: I was agreeing
3: Okay.
4: Yeah, and actually, like, I wanted to, I'm going to look up to see who uh, wrote and directed this episode, because both, uh, members that uh, both of those people did really did a really good job and I'm just going to want to give them a shout out. I think,
3: yeah. I think so far this was my favorite episode of the season. Yeah. It was least. for sure the w-
5: best structured episode this season.
3: Agreed. I think the writing was just spot on. And you, that's something it was I'm also really funny,
4: funny too which is something think, we don't get as yeah. much anymore. Yeah.
3: of the
2: year. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I won't go
5: that far because we're still very early so, in the Yeah, but it's so good
4: so Matt Matt Owens wrote it and Brad Turner directed it so props to you guys you did a great job Brad
5: Turner yeah. one of like the long standing directors of AOS he's yes. been on the show a while <laughs> think... and
3: it, 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 it shows that somebody who knows the show so well directed it yeah. Yeah. ok so, now the moment I've all been waiting for
5: uh, <laughs> drum roll please the
3: return of Lola Lola I have missed, uh, I can't believe I have missed an inanimate object that much. Yeah.
5: <laughs> you know what I missed? I like seeing old school MCU film Agent Phil Coulson. Like, yeah. yeah he got his groove back in his, this episode, and I was very, I, you know, Coulson's never been my favorite. I've never disliked Coulson, but I, I like seeing, like, the old Agent Coulson that we knew in Iron Man films and Thor, and the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before before it fell.
3: Before yes. he became director, yeah. yeah. I, I loved it, too. That moment where he's talking to
4: Eli, uh, Eli,
3: and he's like, I'm from the strategic homeland, <laughs> and I was like,
4: oh,
3: it's an Iron Man reference. Yeah, and we see the old school
5: S.H.I.E.L.D. logo with the badge. Of course, you yeah. haven't got rid of it, of course.
3: Of course. Why would you get rid of that badge? It's perfection.
4: So it was uh. Wasn't that badge like something that she, Fury gave to him as like a
3: something about, or other
4: in the first mouth. season and it got destroyed?
3: Yeah, it's about. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah, will, I don't know. Uh, Steve when,
2: over Mac, you, okay? when Mac is trying to tell him, oh, I'll drive. Okay, <laughs> also just gives him that look like, no, you're not.
4: And also you wouldn't fit behind the wheel. I love that, that line.
3: <laughs> yeah, nobody drives Lola, but Colson and
5: I, I never know how small Lola was. Uh, like I've forgotten how like, actually like small and compact Lola was because he's right, Colson's right. Mac wouldn't have been able to fit in there with his legs. He's too tall. No,
3: so, yeah. no fifty a fifty seven vet is and actually most vets of that early of the early years of that of the that range of Chevy, um, they were all very small two seaters. Uh, or they had that back seat that's not really a back seat <laughs> that I always felt was like a waste in a car. It's like it's not a back seat; nobody can sit there.
5: You mean like those nobody, pickup trucks nope. that have two doors, which I don't get. Like, how can anybody fit in those things?
3: They're, those are getting a little bit better, at least. But I mean, nobody. It's like when I see Porsches from like the '80s, I'm like. Really? Do you do you have just a torso that you're going to be sitting back there? Because there's no room for anything else. Well Clark (laughs) Rick is not like the tallest guy in the world, so I could believe he He's five foot he's five foot he's five foot
0: eight. And
5: huge is yeah,
3: eight, no, eight and a half feet tall
5: yeah there's no <laughs> way he could fit in there but this is and, for
3: nikki and i D- didn't you
5: love like the inner cutting of different places in los angeles that aren't close together
3: at, at yes. all like yes it was like wait a minute that flood control's nowhere near that street that, that <laughs> yeah. i was like yeah i was like going i know there i know where that is i yeah. know what that is i yeah. know where it's oh that's that is the flood control from greece okay well yeah. that's
5: that's, that's,
3: how fast were they
4: the going? Borderline. Like two hundred miles an hour through Los Angeles. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys see the video that Gabriel Luna posted of like how the um stunt coordinator was like breaking down the way that they were gonna drive? Yeah. Yeah, that was. I thought that was
3: awesome. I love that he posted that, and I thought that 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 race through the flight control. Which is if you if you're from the area or you watch a lot of movies, that flood control has been used in so many different movies, and you can tell by the bridges that span it at times or the overpasses. And I just was like, I wanted it to go longer. Yeah, yeah. That but it was a well-shot
5: uh, chase. It didn't feel really like choppy or too messy. No,
3: yeah. no, it was it was beautifully done. It was a great car chase, and I kept going. Why isn't he pulling some kind of Lola's filled with all sorts of James Bondian contraptions, and you know Colson's a James Bond fan; he has to be. Probably they and, didn't want to draw too much attention to themselves. And yeah. then, but they're in the flight control, and he's like, "Just wait, just wait, just wait." And then all of a sudden, boom. the hell charger just goes boom, and they're like, "What did I?" I was like, "Did Lola send some kind of electronic signal?" Cause get, there was like I can kind little... of see the
4: outline, like right, like in the shot preceding that, because like it, you can just kind of see it, but. Yeah. yeah, I
3: had to. I went back to see. I like rewound it a little bit to see if I could, if I could see it. And there is because of the kind of technology that we're using, there is a little hint of it. But there was like some blue. It looked like electricity hitting the hell charger, and I thought maybe Lola had sent some kind of like electrical pulse to the hell charger for some reason. Then I was like, oh no, they've hit a quinjet.
5: For for Agents of Shield reference, that tower that you see in the background when Mac and um, Coulson are talking that is that is the tower that's connected to Union Station which was seen in the pilot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that's true so so like and I pass that every, every every day when I go on when I go on the monorail to Pasadena yeah it's it's kind of sad because that used to be like a river that overpass used to be a river but with yeah. this drought that we're seeing in the United States it's turned into a, like a really practical location spot but I loved Colson's line when he says so I get to keep the car right what is he marred <laughs> from Sin City now
3: I was uh, like but, that's how this that's how this works because in drag races if you win a drag race you get pink
4: slips yeah it was right? just amazing I was just amazed at like Going, not to belabor the point that Lola is small, but yeah, when I even in the car chase, you can tell that Lola is a really tiny car, and the Hell Charger yep. looks enormous by comparison. It's just like wow.
3: Yeah, we're talking <laughs> muscle, muscle car just,
4: versus. I was no trouble at all, it was like oh yeah. geez. But,
5: but to Nikki's point, before Corvettes became like sports cars, they were like luxu- they were like higher-end luxury DeSoto-looking
0: cars. Right.
3: Yeah. They they really were just for looks for a while, but they were powerful cars. And then you get into the 60s and late 60s specifically with Chevy especially and Dodge with their muscle cars. And the Charger was one of the great muscle cars of the day. And then you have the Camaro and you have the Trans Am later in the 80s. Oh, which...
5: The Chevy Impala, which we see on Supernatural.
3: Yeah, Did I'm you... sorry. The, the the Hell Charger kicks baby's ass. But Did you
4: guys see the um uh, video about the uh, actual body shop that uh, built the cut the two Hell Chargers they use on the show?
3: No, I didn't see that.
4: Um, it was put out, uh, I, li- I, I tweeted the link a little while ago. You can probably find it, but okay, I'll okay. send you the link um, in the chat later. Okay, so. thank you. Uh,
3: so, yeah, I thought, and I agree, Colson's little, sa- my sassy Colson is back, and I was just, while I was watching it this morning, because I had to work last night. Um,
5: yeah, well, that's I, why, why they invented DVR, DVR yeah, and exact. Hulu. <laughs>
3: So while I was watching it, I was just like I'm thinking of all the things I would have live tweeted. I just, in my head, I had because usually when I live tweet, I just, it's just no filter. I just keep going. Even Colson in the glasses, we haven't in the sunglasses,
5: we haven't seen yeah, in a long time.
3: It was very much a return to Agent Colson and I've been, I've, I've missed, there's a part of him that I've missed, even though I, I love him unconditionally, but I always I, and he's always sassy, but Coulson was really, really back this episode. Yeah,
5: I was never a big fan of director Coulson. This Coulson is the Coulson that I liked, the one I, the one I knew from Thor, and the one I, and he kind of does kind of like a Thor scene with Robbie. Can we get into that right now? Yeah. yeah. And so they capture Robbie, and here's something that we didn't know about the Hell Charger. Mac looks at the car, and even with the dent from the, the you know the Quinjet. There's not a scratch on it, so the, so it's safe to like say the car's enchanted as well. I mean, they've said that in an earlier episode, I think, but this is the first time that it's actually established.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. I mean, it survives so much; it's almost like Christine from Stephen King. Yeah.
5: <laughs> or maybe <laughs> it's made with vibranium.
4: <laughs> I mean, I'm just like really uh, happy that like. I think it's also kind of time to talk about like the substance of the story with Colson yes. and Robbie in here and um Go for it. I think it's quite possible even though it's not really hinted at the episode but I think it's quite possible that Robbie's playing or that Eli is playing everybody here and that um he actually like is the one that screwed everybody in the um ghost chamber but he's like playing it off as he didn't Are you and saying
3: he- that cuz it's Jose Zuniga
4: no, like Eli. He has has reputation. Yeah, more... and, and by the way,
5: was it?
3: I mean, Eli is
5: Robbie's uncle. Just to make it, right. to make it clear. He's the thing, thing
4: about Eli like he, in the comic books, he was a ruthless serial killer who ended up like dying in the car, remember, and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. So I mean, it's perfectly possible, I think, to like have him be a plotting, two steps ahead sociopath who actually like wants the book for his own ends.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. I kind of. I was like, I i don't trust him, but I don't not trust him, but he's so new uh, to, and knowing the history of the, that particular character is like, I'm kind of waiting, I'm taking a wait and see on him right well,
5: now. Well, no one knows, I mean, we'll get to the Darkhold later, but no one really even knows not even Red Skull knew what that book could actually do, so the jury's still right. out on that even.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: And so we have Coulson going and talking to Eli, and then
1: Robbie. Going Robbie,
3: well, he's getting a lot of visitors one day, yeah. and a lot is <laughs> happening in this one day. But Robbie is now, uh, kind of an a- Robbie Reyes, agent of Shield.
5: Yeah, and well, here, and here's the thing, uh, and now I'm starting to sound like Nikki. My love for Coulson, I love, like, that we see confident Coulson once again. We've seen yeah. we we saw that he, this when he was talking to Stark in Iron Man one and two, and we see this in the Thor film when he, he's Thor gets taken down after his epic epic like take down of all the shield agents in the first Thor Thor film like like causing is not intimidated by by Ghost Rider at all because uh, like he said the only gods we've seen are aliens. Nice shout out to Thor. I like that line. Yeah. 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 And I,
4: also Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I even get very cheekily once Colson said that line, you would know Colson. Yeah, <laughs>
3: exactly. No, I I it was very much the, the the references to the past uh and the things that uh Colson's learned uh when he invoked you know, invoke the name of Nick Fury and, and the others, I was just like And this and being and being killed and
5: brought back which he talks to me a little bit later. <laughs> yeah,
3: I thought that was He's like, well, we should get t-shirts, and I was like, "I would wear one of those if Colson wore it, I would wear it yeah so uh, and as so as Daisy and Simmons are trying to figure out how the watchdogs are getting their information, they find a link to one of the inhumans, and mm-hmm. it's an old friend of ours, fuse. Who, despite his sexy accent, is kind of an ass.
5: Yes, Fuse, but at least Fuse and <laughs> and I'll give Fuse credit for all the ba- for all the bad things that he does in this episode. At least he owns up to what he is and who he is. Unlike Daisy, who's really just like being all emo and you know being being like I'm a bad bad girl
3: <laughs> with bad bad eye makeup. Yes, and. So they meet. We meet James again, and even meet his chain again. And he's working in a fireworks store, <laughs> which yeah. is th- which they point out the irony of. And he's where did were we told that these in- that the Inhumans were wearing special watches before? Or is this the first time we've heard that? Because I don't remember that. I think, I think I
4: they think said we- something about it, but I don't remember. I think Yo Yo had a watch. Okay. Yeah, in, the first, yeah.
5: in the first episode of the season. And, yeah, to, to Nikki's point, it, it really is ironic that James, of all places, is working in a fireworks shop. That's
3: like Hulk working in a china glass shop. I think exactly. That's... He, yeah. it, this is Hulk working for Waterford Crystal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but... So they get there and there, and you kind of... I don't know if it's just because that actor is so good, he convinces you... x That x he convinces you... That he is fair he's like gonna go with them, he's gonna help them, he's going to you know, he's gonna, you know, do what he can. He's yeah, he's like just this is who I am now, I've gotta deal with it. I wanted this, now I don't want it. And it turns out he is the one supplying the watchdogs with locations of Well
4: no, I don't think he actually was. I think he's actually just like on board with them. No, well, he, he it
3: was he no, let them hack his watch. He let them hack his. But did his they? Yes. they? did. Yes. That's how. That's yes. how they got the information. Is they yes. got it through him. Yes, through they him. did. And through hacking his his stuff.
5: And to me, fuse is what cap is <laughs> basically what Captain Rogers would have been if he would if he wasn't like a strong moral person. Like seeing what is happening with the Avengers, seeing what's happening with the government, this is what would happen if Captain America like, turned on the Avengers and turned against everybody. Because, like, Daisy says in the episode, he wanted this. And once he he got it, similar to Steve Rogers, like, instead of, like, embracing it and doing good things with it,
3: he hates himself now. Right. And it's like, and I think he and Daisy have that, that a little bit. He could kind of say, well, you know, you went along with it, too. As, like, well, she was kind of forced into it, but she she kind of could have gotten out and she didn't
4: well i mean um both uh james and daisy were conscripted into hives like web without um unwillingly and i feel like um they're both taking it in a different way like i think james like as much as i understand what he did is shitty like i give um i can see where he's coming from and i think what he really is is like um He's he hates himself. Like Daisy even says, you hate yourself that much, huh? And it's like it really is. Like he really hates yeah. what he's become, and he can't. Um, he doesn't want to change, it and he doesn't want to like live with it anymore. But he wants to, um, erase this like extension of power that human beings have. And it's I don't. It's not the same motivation as the Watchdogs, but it lines up with them enough that, um, they'll they allow it. So right, it's just like a really. Bad situation for him and I really kind of feel bad for the guy even though he is kind of a jick, a huge jerk
0: well here's the so. yeah.
5: parallel you have two alcoholics right one alcoholic that when he she gets off the bottle wants to actually do her best to get to get sober and to, and to, not, and to help other people the best she can even though she doesn't know how to do it and then you have the other alcoholic that is basically like sober and then just chastising and burying other people that drink and bury like suing like beer
3: companies and such. Do you understand what I'm saying? Kind of. Yeah. 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 It's like when somebody gets clean, then all of a sudden everybody has to get clean.
5: Yeah. And the, yeah. And, and then she's,
3: it's called, it's called, it's like, there's nothing that my dad had this saying, cause we had this happen our family. Someone went into drug rehab and came out born again. And they said, there's nothing so dangerous as the recently converted. Yeah. And so yeah. one one thing becomes your religion and it, like drinking or drugs or whatever. And then you have to find something else that you have that same kind of passion for and that you can become addicted to. Yeah. And that's kind of what's going on. And I thought that uh, I thought it was really interesting that James was like he knew that he was going to die at some point. He's like, but I'm going to be the last to go. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you're, you're, and he was fine with that. He's like, they're going to keep me a lot. Basically, I'm, I'm going to help them track you all down. And then I'm the last one to go. Yeah. And I was like, and he was a kind of really at peace with that. And I thought that was really an interesting direction to take that, that, that character. in. and yeah. then of course the chain comes back.
4: And, and gets and his, taken away. <laughs> yeah.
3: And his cro— I love the croquet balls. I was like, "Why does he have croquet balls?"
4: Yeah, because he's Australian. <laughs> yeah, it—it it looks like it
5: looks like um, hill ski ball to me. I called that scene hill ski ball.
3: Yeah, I think he freaked out a little bit when uh, Robbie was able just to kind of take the the he chain just, away like, from him. He just stood
4: there, like okay.
3: Yeah, because <laughs> we have Robbie... really—we've
5: never seen like fuse. Frightened before, he's always been in control of his own destiny. And when he finally gets to see the ghost writer, it's like,
3: "Oh, okay." Well, that's if you it's a flaming. Sc- I mean, his Robbie's eyes disappeared. Yeah, like they went burned the eyes out first. I was like, "Okay, that I haven't seen in any of his other transformations." That's new. That's awesome and well, that,
5: freaky. Yeah. Well, that's right. Natasha seeing uh, on the helicarrier, Bruce uncomfortably shipped into the Hulk. <laughs> I mean, no, it's
4: it's um.
3: It was a great fight scene.
4: It's just amazing. Like Mark Kolpak continues to deliver on the aspects, and like I really hope that the chain stays around, even though it's probably like, again, ridiculously expensive to do that. But I feel like it's an iconic part of the Ghost Rider um image, so I hope like the chain stays around for at least a little bit. Oh,
3: yeah. Maybe oh, yeah. Robbie. Maybe oh, yeah. Robbie will adopt it. Well, yeah. But it he's
4: be- like adopted at the end by just throwing it over his shoulder like, and of yeah. just like on the ground. So.
5: Well, yeah, but you have to have like Ghost Rider with the chain. It's like having Captain Rogers without a shield or Thor without there. It's like yeah, you have to have those things, two things together.
3: It's gonna be really interesting to see what happens, and then now he's like stuck on a jet with Daisy and Coulson and Mac, and Mac's still not talking to Daisy. <laughs> I don't
4: even
5: think, and, I don't. And- even, I don't even think like when they were back on the bus that they were even talking to each other.
4: Not, not I mean, the I mean, same shot. I don't think. No,
3: I and mean, I think that was yeah. on purpose. Daisy. Yeah. I think the look on Colson's face when he like saw Daisy again for the first time. This is the first time he's seen her. Yeah. And it was this hope, but also this. Oh yeah, that happened. It's like and the. Look- does, I don't think he. I think she actually lost his trust. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think he trusts her anymore. And yeah. that broke my heart. That look on his face was of such disappointment and such sadness. And I was like, and Coulson's, the way he spoke to her was like, he didn't know her. And because I don't think, I think he feels like, I don't know this person.
5: Yeah.
3: And, the and this lo- is not my Daisy. And, yeah. and
5: the And the look of, and like Daisy, and like what you were saying about, a couple minutes ago Nikki like the look is like of a of a father like I am so
3: disappointed in you and yet it was more to be it wasn't so much I'm disappointed in you is I don't know what to da- I don't know what to say to you it's yeah. he was more I think worried for her and then I think there's so much conflicting emotions he has this you know fear for her and he always wants to be protective of her and then she does these things and it's like he's kind of like it was kind of like he's done in my opinion he was just like i don't i can't help you anymore
5: well i mean i I don't mean to be melodramatic here but it's kind of let me set a scenario for you you have a daughter and her boyfriend dies and you don't really know how to help her through that. She's, she's doing a lot of like, you know, dangerous, dangerous stuff. And by the time like he has like a fourth DUI in six months, it's like, okay, what what else do I do?
3: It's kind of like yeah, that parallel. he he's he doesn't he's like I have he doesn't know how to talk to her anymore.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, this actually makes me wonder: Does Clark actually have any children of his own? Because I feel yes. like he would. Okay, so maybe like maybe he's like channeling any emotions he has. From that because you can definitely tell like he was yeah Stella you
3: know, is I think fourteen now it's his daughter with Jennifer yeah oh
5: uh, yeah Jennifer Gray by the way from Dirty Dancing
3: yes yeah, so they have a daughter named Stella and she's so adorable and so sweet and he often posts pictures of the two of them together wearing matching Colson shirts <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I so yeah I've sent stuff for her through him and but- he, he she's she's one of those really you know good kids too and I think that. I think having a daughter himself, I think, definitely informs some of Clark's acting choices. And, like, how would he feel if this was Stella? Yeah. But,
5: but also, looking at it from Daisy's point of view, too, she, she like, maybe even more so than Colson doesn't know what to say to him back. She, yeah. You know, she, I mean, as much as as much garbage as I throw at Daisy, and
3: and by the way, it's garbage that is intended. And because I don't, I don't like Daisy
5: at this moment. She she knows what she's doing is not the right thing.
3: Which is she why does. she can't talk to him because it's that whole thing. Is I know I've done something wrong, and I don't. If I whatever I say is going to make it worse, and I don't have any. And it's almost like, how do I tell him? And then it's like she, he knows. Yeah. He knows what he yeah. knows what you've been doing. He knows why. Steve, what were you going to say? He
2: said, yeah, he's like Santa, Santa Claus. He knows what you're doing. He knows where <laughs> you are. It's,
3: it's true. <laughs> he is a little Santa-like. It's like he knows what you've been doing. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Yeah. And I, I think that Daisy knows exactly what she's done and how it's affected her relationship with him and that it's never going to be the same. And none, none of her relationships are going to be the same with these people. Uh, and she doesn't know how to deal with that. No,
0: uh-huh.
3: Yeah, and, and that's why she couldn't say anything to him. It's like, that's why she was just like, no, I, I don't know what to do. I, there has been such a shift in the dynamic of all of these relationships, and she has no idea how to fix any of it. She kind of fixed it with Gemma. I mean, they were very Cagney and Lacey this episode, uh, and they seem to be getting along. I don't think she's fixed it with Fitz at all, even though they ha- no. they did have one funny scene. Yeah. Um, well, but I... May, can you imagine when, she, when May comes back? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like, when...
5: May sees Daisy again. At most, she's going to, like, May's going to slap Daisy in the face. Worst, she's going to kneel right in the nose. (laughs) I,
3: I actually have this kind of, like, what if May is the one who understands?
4: Yeah, I feel like May is going to be the one who understands. And I think they actually purposely left May talking to Daisy out of this episode because I think it is going to be a That's, scene that, that needs to be given its own time and stay. Maybe,
5: maybe exactly. because of her, her rela- Daisy's relationship with Andrew and the, how much Andrew like loved her and pretty much Andrew pretty much died for her. Let's be I, I
3: I just think May will, for some reason, I just think she will be the one to understand it. For what I recall, I'm trying to remember the first three episodes. She hasn't really said anything negatively about Daisy. No, she yeah. hasn't.
5: Even when also, like, even when Gemma mentions, episode.
3: oh sorry, yeah. James, like when. <laughs> okay, we'll finish your thought, that James. Well
0: Okay.
5: Well, like when Gemma mentions seeing like an Asian woman like in in street clothes, like saving people. She remember that in the first episode this season. She really didn't like. It didn't seem like too like. Put out by that, like, it's like okay, I'm I'm a little mad at her, but like, she's got to do her own thing because in a lot of ways May would kind of act in an almost like a loner similar way. Don't you guys agree?
4: I mean, in the like after everything after um what was it Bahrain? Um, yeah. Like everything after that, like May basically shut in on herself, and she didn't really go like visually emo, but like she her. She, she, her emo phase has basically been every, like everything's from, <laughs> it's basically been the, the entirety of her, our knowing her. So, yeah. um, so da- I think May is definitely like un- understanding exactly why, um, Daisy's feeling this way. And I feel like May is definitely going to be the, um, the mom in this situation who understands. And, um, well, yeah, I think, I just,
3: if, I think yeah. if the writing is smart, that's how, that's what they'll do. I think it could be too cliche to have everyone mad at her. I think she needs one person besides Gemma, yeah, who it, is on her side, uh, and and some and, and for some things, and some for some reason, where she goes, I know why you did what you did. I understand. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Kind of May is. I think May's attitude. And me.
5: and I think everybody's fo- point that we're getting at here with with May is that is that like if everybody sees that May is okay with. Daisy, it's okay. Like if May doesn't have a problem with her, maybe we should all fall in line. Even Colson's probably gonna. I don't know how the new new director's gonna feel about Daisy, but I think everybody from the original team is like, okay, if May's cool, we should be cool.
3: I think it'll help, but I don't yeah. think it'll solve anything. I think everybody will, especially Mac and Colson, will still have their. I don't know what to, I I have nothing to say to you, kind of thing. I yeah. uh, so those are the two that she hurt the most, and I think Fitz after what happened when he was he felt betrayed by Ward, I think he's going to be a hard one too because it's like, and even though it made that whole situation made Fitz so much stronger, and both physically and uh, in his uh, self esteem and his capacity for believing in himself, I think that it's like one too many for him.
5: Yeah. And we have to remember, too, that for the for the majority of the beginning of last season, May was, I mean, I'm sorry, Daisy was, like, the de facto leader. Uh, like, she was the, the lead field agent for S.H.I.E.L.D. because Coulson and- was the director. So, like, she pretty much walked out on her team. That's how everybody feels.
3: Well, yeah, that's, and, and they were more than a team. They're a family, and I think you don't walk out on family, and she did. And uh, I think that will take, the, the longest for that's why i don't think it will take a long time for her to get back into everybody's good graces and i think that may is smart enough that if she does say look i get it i don't like what you did but i get it that she's not going to force anybody else to try around it's like they'll come around in their own time yeah right. but i don't may's not going to be the one to say you know what forgive her already you know yeah. she's not that person because she is Someone who has had to forgive things that she thought she'd never forgive, and yeah. I think that might make. And speaking of May, yeah, she's, I was gonna say like so back, this is a good She's back. She's back, and she has a new best friend. <laughs> and she's comfy. She looks very <laughs> she... comfy. I think
5: this was like a thank you from to me. now when we've had you like acting crazy and like 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 shaking all over yourself. In this episode, all you're gonna do is just lay lay out on the chair, just chill. <laughs>
3: yeah. And then she, you know, we'll she me she, me she, <laughs> she really likes A- Ada, which I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And
4: <laughs> it's just interesting. Like I would have thought that May would see through it like right away because May is May. And I wonder I love if Ge-
5: she- I love that Gemma does
4: like almost. Yeah. To me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, especially when she pulled this aside and she said she's beautiful, I was just like, well, okay, what are you thinking here, Gemma? Like, what is your, what is? Your, I know um, it's
3: like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, so you think he's got a, the hots for Ada or something? And then when you realize she knows what is, it's like it says like, like, oh my god, she's jealous. I have to make sure she knows I'm not interested in. A-. And she's like, well, she's an android, of course she's an android. And I was like, oh, and it's not. Like, she wasn't commenting on her physical like appearance and how beautiful the woman is. Well, I think she's also doing
4: that consciously, but like, but uh, on
3: the work. Yeah. Like how beautiful a creation this is. Like, that's why oh they're God, a perfect couple. Perfect. That's why
4: they're perfect exactly. together. And I love and, that um Gemma's scientific curiosity overcomes like any uh um uh like anger she might have had.
3: Like you didn't tell me? This is so yeah. cool kinda thing. This is why and they're then, perfect
5: for each other because exactly. she she knows none even in a million years would fit ever hurt her emotionally like that. He's he's not
3: that he's not, he's not guy dumb, Leo. He's, he's not that guy. Yeah, he's not that guy. Dumb. <laughs> I I think one of my favorite scenes besides the the car chase of course was Coulson meeting Ada.
4: <laughs> like that was that scene was like so tense for me. I was like, yes. "Okay."
3: <laughs> it was like, "Dude, you've been around AIs and you've been around and he is like, "Oh," he's like, "Yeah," and he like the whole thing, "Oh, I'm an amputee myself." He's like, and Ada kind of went along with it, and she didn't lie.
4: No. She just didn't tell the whole truth. She
3: just, But yeah. she's kind of learned the subtlety of just, human communication. Well, I was,
4: which I was so afraid of, because AI is like, every time you get to lying in AI, that's always where things go really bad. Because so. it's
3: a lack of improvisation. If anybody's watching Westworld on HBO, if you're not, you should. It's brilliant. Yes. It's they program their AIs, their hosts with improvisation. Te- uh. Uh, yeah. uh. I can't think of the word improvisation. Uh, like program, so that they can improvise along with the guests of the park, and I think that. You know, maybe that's something that they can work on for Ada. But I think that she kind of gets it a little bit in right, that she's able to ch- make her words not lie, but also not tell the truth. And
4: also, the thing is, like, you can also um, that's the problem is that it when does it stop? Like, I feel like that's going to be the hardest part. And that's going to be where things go bad is where she's going to learn. She's not going to be able to register when it has to stop. And right. um so that's
3: that would make it that's a really interesting way yeah. to go with that character but, too and i thought did you anybody else pick up on some chemistry between uh ada and colson
4: no I, was, I thought you were gonna say radcliffe for a second between yeah.
3: like, you, you colson and radcliffe no.
4: no ada and radcliffe
3: no i was like colson was kind of like yeah.
2: no no
5: no, no, I wasn't picking up. Well, obviously, just because of like the phys- the physical looks of Ada, I, I would, I would say like, yeah, maybe. But I, I really, i I'm sorry that I keep forgetting this performer's name. I really like the subtlety of her, like, starting to understand, not learn so much, but understand the sub, so- yeah. the subtle differ, the subtle differences of humanity. I, al- I also love, um leo fits in this episode just his like awkward reactions were just killer to me
4: yeah and I, that, that's where i thought may was gonna like start to get it because like she can she knows fits and she knows like when he's having to try and like not say something like this is a bad liar let's all accept that right but now what does
5: like, that say about may that she likes ada because she's very directed to the point this is
2: true <laughs> <laughs> Like,
3: that's not a good connotation of Melinda oh, so, May. Melinda so is May. There, so is there more chemistry, you think, between May and Ada? Yeah, I think
4: so. I'm not shipping May and Ada, goddammit. Stop trying to I'm make not, me. I,
3: swear I'm jar. Make, swear jar. I'm gonna make you ship it. Swear,
5: yeah, of all the people on this podcast not wanting
4: to ship somebody, you of all people here, do not want to ship people? What's wrong with you? Well, I, mean? not, I feel like Ada's now the kind of... She's not as I, I see her as like asexual. She doesn't understand I don't think she understands that right now and I'm not oh. sure she ever will. Well so. do, really does May? Look at her past relationship, so to speak. <laughs> well, but I mean I could see May. I just like Ada, she's she's so innocent that I feel like anything anyone even trying to do that with her would be kind of mean and taking advantage of her. But so the, but,
3: I was but, I was just teasing we don't ship on this program. <laughs> but ba- but back
5: but back but back to the um Back to the framework of this episode, I like that the team has finally met Ada and yeah. the, that storyline is moving forward. Because I was thinking about last week's episode. I, w- I was thinking about... Because I listen to these shows fairly often just to pass my time commuting. I was thinking about what you guys were saying the last episode. Maybe you, now you, Steve, because you couldn't really talk too much. But I, I was listening to what you guys were saying about last week's episode. How... Mm-hmm. Last week's episode, it didn't really move the story forward, and i i had to i i had to take back what i said from last week because it really didn't. It was a fun episode, but this was moving f- things forward in a very organic way. It wasn't hurried. It, played, it yeah. wasn't anything like that. It it moved it very fo- like it moved it forward, and I like that even with the little thing with Gemma at the end, like it it did leave you just enough for next week. John Rochefort doesn't do that as well as they did, like in the mid nineties and early two thousands.
3: Yeah, yeah, I definitely thought that this moved the Ada story forward. I was like, okay, now Fitz doesn't have to be secretive about okay. his work, uh, and he doesn't have to lie. You know, tr- you know, pretend to lie to Gemma because he we know he can't lie. And, um, loves and her. now, and, and now not? it's like everybody knows her. Pretty much everybody knows her now. It's like she's really coming out of the darkness. And into light and we'll... Coming up. out of my
4: cage and I've been doing just fine. <laughs> the darkness it's, or the
3: dark hold? The uh, dark hold. Uh, now, the book, oh. The Dark Hold. Now, some of you out there, if you're not familiar with The Dark Hold, I'm moderately that's the, that's the new
5: Harry Potter book, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the but, Dark uh, Hold
3: is not related to Doctor Strange, but I have a feeling it's, that it's going
4: to be... It's, well, the thing is about the Darkhold, from what I read, is that it's connected to, like, basically every other magical mythology that Marvel has included over the years, from, like, Red Sonia to vampires, to werewolves, to oh, right. Legends, to Asgard.
2: What or were you going to say, play. Steve? Yeah, I added an article to my Twitter where they basically tell you everything you want to know about the uh, Dark Hand. Yeah. And,
3: yeah look, it's, it's, uh yeah yeah it's uh I remember it from uh reading Blade it yeah. comes up in Blade and it's uh definitely has to do with the vampires also has to do with the Red Sonja it also has to do with Atlantis Morgan Le Fay, uh and there's werewolves yeah. involved yeah. yeah
4: so I mean it could be uh this could be a potentially a very like um uh world opening object for the Marvel Universe if it yeah. um comes to pass but i mean like the thing is like maybe this thing if it doesn't if vampires don't exist already like maybe if someone's screwing around with this thing is going to create them now
5: on, on, on that point on that, on that point i i heard something on my friend on my friend's podcast sean Gerber's podcast marvel news he was talking about the possibility of an underworld blade crossover and the star of the underworld franchise i can't remember her name kate beckinsale Beckinsale said no last i heard marvel is going to do something with blade so maybe this could lead into something where blade comes into marvel tv Oh
4: yeah it would be it'd be awesome two arcs where they go from um, ghost rider to blade that would be cool Yeah,
5: yeah i mean and blade fits more in Seeing what we've seen in Marvel Television, especially with the Agents of Shield revamp we had this season, it fits more into the TV world than they do in the films. I think.
3: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Blade. At least I used to be. Um, but there hasn't really been anything done with the property for a long time since the last since Trinity. And Marvel's but... got it
5: back now. Marvel has the has the rights back. Yeah. And, right. Wiz- and Wesley Snipes is open to pl- reprising the character, which is a good sign. Oh,
4: thanks. But I think the thing about Wesley Snipes is that no offense to Wesley Snipes, but he's getting a little too old, I think, to play Blade convincingly. And Blade is British anyway, so I feel like um, what might be better is just to have him play like Blade's mentor, and then um, yeah. have a younger British actor play Blade. Like maybe I was thinking e- Alfie Enoch from uh, um, from Harry Potter. Murder. So.
5: Well, kind of what they did with Ant-Man not making
3: um, Hank Pym, or Ant-Man, but Scotland. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's oh, I just have one thing to say: Idris Elba. Idris Elba,
4: but well, he's Elba but, but, but he's already
3: Hondo. Well, he doesn't want to be Hondo anymore. He wow. actually doesn't want to work with Marvel anymore. Oh, that, yeah, but, Oh, that's a but, shame. But, yeah, but that, going but, back to uh, the
5: Darkhold, like I love how they like 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 brought in Hydra with this. They brought in some other places like. And it's kind of it's kinda of nice to have a MacGuffin in the MCU that's not you know, that no one knows what it is because even with the Infinity Stones you have somebody like the collector that knows what these things are. Yeah. We're or gonna she...
3: discover it along with them. Okay. And I mean the closest we've gotten to like the dark hole becoming like anything in the comics that was mainstream is that there was a time where Doctor Doom had it.
2: Doctor Strange and, had it too.
3: Doctor, because I couldn't find. I thought Doctor Strange had, but I couldn't find yes. anything so, when I looked it up.
5: The most out there cameo in Agents of Shield history. Guys, wait, wait wait, 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 like wait, wait here a sec for me, guys. The most out there cameo in Agents of Shield history would Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Did. Oh, yeah. The agent one's book. She was looking for that. Okay, bye. <laughs> and just,
3: so, and just, Steve, uh, Steve, where? Because uh, I w- when I went and looked it up to refresh my memory on it, I didn't see anything uh, related to Doctor Strange. What did you find? I'm interested. It's
2: on screen, uh, screenwrap.com and I linked the article to my Twitter. Okay. It basically said that Doctor Strange has at times held, held the dark hole in his possession in an attempt huh. to cover. Or gaining malicious, to gaining their malicious hands on it,
3: right? Because it is the Book of Sins. Steve, is the Darkhold always been a book?
2: Yes.
5: Okay. So at least that's like keeping up the continuity. But didn't we? I mean, and we'll get into this in spoilers. Didn't the dark, Didn't the Darkhold in the in the teaser for next week look like the game board from Jumanji?
4: Yes. I mean, it was being dug up, so... <laughs>
3: yeah, it's it's a different cover than... It's a different symbol on it than I know from the comics. Because well, what was, I know is just
4: a yeah. little little mark. Well, it could be that it's like... I mean, we saw the picture of it or, like, the drawing of whatever it is, but huh. it could be that when we saw the teaser was, like, some, like it's wrapped up in something to protect it, which is entirely possible since it was buried. So I feel like the... Um, actual book is probably going to look yeah. more like one of the comic books they, they did
3: there was a mini a 16 issue series about the dark hold yes from 92 to 94 and i think i'm gonna have to start looking for those issues
4: because we'll just look up the trade paperback because it might be a paperback so
3: yeah i haven't seen it anywhere but you know my comic book store has some pretty cool stuff so i'll cool. see if, if i can order it well
5: we should keep in mind that dr strange is coming in about two weeks from now but it's yeah. October nineteenth when we're starting to, and even sooner for our UK listeners. So I think Agents of Shield might want to do some tie-ins, to, to um, like the Ancient One's home city, or have some reference to like the different realms, or even like a, men- a mention of the Ancient One. I'm not saying that Tilda Swinton or any of her accolades will be in like an episode. I'm not saying that at all. But it would be about the right time to do it, a tie into Mister Stephen Strange, Doctor Mister Doctor.
2: Yeah, yeah. They also, well, they also said that Mar, um everybody from Marlin to Dracula to Conan the Barbarian, have had numerous run-ins with the book.
4: Yeah,
3: that's very cool.
4: But I don't I, know how many of those properties Marvel still owns is the question. So
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. the. The Darkhold. That I was when I was looking it up. You know, I looked at some of my comics, and then I decided to look on Marvel's Wikipedia, the Marvel the Marvel Wiki, and yeah. it, oh, Ages of Shield has already been listed as other media for the dark for the Darkhold.
0: Right.
3: So there's two there's two mentions of it in other in other media besides comics, and the second one is. Uh, is Agents of Shield the first one was the Marvel anime Blade, oh. okay.
5: which well, was pretty, which was pretty okay.
2: Yeah,
5: which, which I, I, am just assuming in my own head before, uh, before um, like um, Red Skull was looking for the te- the Tesseract. He might have been lo- like yes. before he showed up looking for the Tesseract. Maybe he stopped by someplace and went looking for the Darkhold. Yes
2: he was that yes i wonder like um yeah
3: steve's right yeah he that's something that was a part of his uh his background
4: i wonder um what does anyone else like when i when they when colson pulled up the picture of the dark hold and like threw it on the ground like is anyone else thinking that the thing that it was like connected to looked like instagram because i was just <laughs> like is that an instagram account why does she have an Instagram account?
3: <laughs> I, it, to me, it looked like some kind of database. But yeah,
5: it, yeah, it, it like
4: kind it, of had... It looked very much like Instagram. Maybe like...
5: may he's friends with Fury's private Instagram account, yes. Yeah. Possibly.
3: Yeah.
4: I mean, we also need to see Fury, because like they mentioned Fury, they gave Fury a good name drop, and I'm like wondering if Fury's going to show up soon.
3: Well, you know, you know Sam Jackson, he's always up for getting paid yep
4: (laughs) yeah
5: but it's really interesting that we uh, to go back to what i said earlier it's kind of interesting to have like our version of the infinity gauntlet in the dark hold for agents true
3: True. yeah it's hopefully someday we'll you know we'll find it it's it's gonna be a really interesting journey i just hope they don't just go oh look there it is
4: oh well can we actually think about this for a second um ghost rider has always been like a character that's been connected to like really supernatural elements so what if um like robbie ends up with it or someone or something like that because like he's the one with the powers of um the ghost rider and i don't know if they're going with like him being bonded to zarathos yet or or anything like that but it would be kind of interesting if like it's him who ends up being entrusted with it to do whatever it need whatever he needs to. And, and um, what?
5: And what did those scientists want with it anyway? Like that's right. like that, that, that's they a were, qu- question that we haven't were, answered
3: either. They no, they were trying to create matter oh, out yeah. of nothing, out oh, of nothing. Right. Right. Oh yeah, and which is magic.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I want um, if then uh, this goes back to what I said earlier about Eli. Like, what if Eli actually like knew about this? book even before um he got to uh whatever the uh company's name was and then he just like subtly planted events to happen in certain events or a certain sequence so that he could end up with the um book he just didn't like count on uh the one guy being there and ended up having to beat him to uh get the book but he um didn't anyway so he ended up in jail like just maybe one like flaw in his plan
5: Possible. Well, it's kind of well, it's kind of similar to what the Inhumans were before they were called Inhumans on Agents of Shield. We didn't know what was happening to Coulson. We didn't know what what was driving Daisy. We didn't know until a Kree showed up with Lady Sip what was actually going on here and what what it actually was called. So it's like it's good. It's good, especially in a Joss Whedon produced show, to actually have a lot the audience guessing. It's true.
4: Yeah, and we still That's... have no idea if that devil that um, uh, Robbie supposedly sold his soul to is real, so we're going to, if Mephisto shows up, it's going to be interesting, but I don't know if they're going to pull such a major villain. Yeah,
5: they're probably going to want to keep him for the MCU films.
4: We'll see.
3: We'll see. so now some listener feedback with our friend James. We have our our first
4: one. Yes, which is our from our good friend Aaron at Rain Beast. Shout out to Aaron. Um, hi, Across Airways. I hope you're well. Let me just jump right in to let me stand next to your fire since I came down with I don't know what and then just generally blah, black and ugh. Uh, I hope you're feeling better, Aaron.
5: Feel better, Aaron. Take, yeah. take some creep blood. Take some creep blood, Aaron.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or sell your soul to, the, to okay. the devil and then you can get fire powers. Or, or, just, or
5: just let yourself die and we'll bring you back.
4: <laughs> or we can just restart your brain just by carefully killing you
5: thank you Marvel for teaching us science yay oh. <laughs> science what? she blinded um, me with science you
4: know <laughs> anyway um, previously on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot of he- heroism and heartbreak happened that was a lot of fun now for more cozy, mean, cozy means small Charming means old but Simmons are looking for a place together, I could squeal all night. So could we all, so could we. Yep. Yeah, that was a great interplay between them, yes. Um, uh, I was wanted to say in that tweet was, I, want, I, could, I would squeal all night, but something's about to happen, but it didn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could all tell that shit, couldn't we? Yep. No one's there, Simmons, get out, get out, get out. Oh, never mind, Daisy is not who I was expecting. Uh, me either. <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah, so... If they were together in the preview, I don't remember. I only saw it once, so that was a nice surprise. Darn show, tried to make me think Simmons was in danger again. They didn't, show, <laughs> they didn't show that in the preview, and I'm glad yeah, they did. All yeah. they showed in the preview was Lola versus um, Lucy, which was, I think, enough.
0: <laughs> yeah.
5: For
4: sure. Um, we're making a comeback. Shield's full name is such a mouthful, Guys, I always chuckle when Colson says it. Yeah. It took me the longest time to say, like,
5: the full acronym, but I finally got
4: it. Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics Division.
5: Linguistics exactly.
3: Division, yes.
4: Logistics, not linguistics, but yeah, I <laughs> um, thought it was linguistics. Oh, sorry. No,
3: that's nothing to do with the uh, speaking or language. <laughs> Obviously,
4: um, <laughs> we have to very carefully, gently kill you just a little bit. <laughs> I could, you could tell me anything in accent, I'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love John Hannah. He's always makes yeah. everything feel better. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, can we mention how um, my filthy mind took uh, the he made or he gave me hands moment as a very yes. <laughs> like i like i was amazed that colson didn't run the dirty mind with that i was like what yeah, i know <laughs> what? I, didn't,
5: <laughs> I, I didn't go there but i sure know. thank you thank you for that <laughs> um yeah i feel like that
4: i feel like uh matt in might have either he might have put that in there like uh unintentionally or intentionally but it's definitely like produced an effect <laughs> so um we need to have an all-Scots episode. Maybe some weird dream sequence for Fitz and Radcliffe, then I can die happy. Don't die, Aaron. We love you. Yeah. Stop mothering me, please. No, you need a lot more help, Daisy. Stop being so stubborn and get your butt back home.
5: Amen and amen.
4: Like... <laughs> to Shield, where you belong. The people you love are there. Indeed.
5: Well, not so much, but they'll get there.
4: <laughs> get in the car. I'm driving. Oh, hell no. Get just back. <laughs> Trust Mac enough to handle Lola. Yeah, I mean, you know. My car, I drive. You wouldn't fit behind the wheel anyway. Can we have some more Clark, Greg, Henry, Simmons Lola scenes? Yeah.
5: I, I love their chemistry, those two. Their, their chemistry yeah. is
4: one of my favorites this season. <laughs> I love how, um, I want to see, like, what Henry would look, how Henry looks at Clark, even the, Henry if Henry just Steve refuses to get a Twitter, which is like, oh, come on, man. We want to want to hear your side of the story. <laughs> oh, well. Henry and, Ian, Henry and Ian can be, like, non-Twitter buddies. <laughs> um, maybe admire the car after we catch him what do you think come on Clark Craig, you haven't you ever multitasked learn, yeah? uh,
5: learn from Widow remember when a soldier she's an excellent
4: multitasker Simmons <laughs> <laughs> so is so much bolder and more confident than he used to be being the boss helps I wonder if I should try that yeah go ahead and do it we let, that always works um, who better put Ada through third paces the most formidable discerning the, the most discerning formidable agent shield uh-huh. has to offer <laughs> um, oh, I can think of one person now that I've seen the whole episode and know who's suited to sniffing out AI. Yes, <laughs> not who we were expecting. <laughs>
0: no.
4: um, you can't push this away and then come crawling back half dead. Simmons taking charge and not being pushed aside is my new favorite thing. Yes. <laughs> um, after Clark and Henry and Lola, of course, that's my favorite ever moment between the two of them. I love that everyone's giving Daisy a hard time because that's how it would be. They still love her, but she hurt them. She brought it upon herself for running away. It. hands off my ride man oh no one wants mac to touch their car can, t- can anyone see how much he appreciates them <laughs> we give mac a car what car would mac drive
5: yeah case the point have we ever really seen henry simmons drive in this in this whole series like, you've no. heard, Lutter, like you better like motorcycle yeah
3: Irredible. He's always
5: he's working on stuff, but he never drives it. I think that's like one of my favorite running gags of the series. Same thing on Firefly when Jane's always asking Shepard book questions. <laughs>
4: um, but yeah, like Nikki, you're the car person. What do you think Mac would have?
3: Um, a Geo Metro. See... <laughs> <laughs> no, he could fit one leg in a Geo Metro. Um, I've thought about it. I kind of see him in something kind of classic. But from the '70s, I'm thinking like, must uh like a really what a, when Mustang became a muscle car. Uh, but um, I'm trying to think. Oh God, there was this particular model of Mustang I could totally see him in, and I can't think of the name of it right now. It's in my head. I'll think of it. So let's keep going. All
4: right. Um, could you be will... could you be driving a Bumblebee a Camaro? No. No. <laughs> no. Um uh well I'm trying to think of like an iconic um I, I
5: was I was thinking um 1967 Cadillac 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 Eldorado I think he'd, No
3: uh, like... no no too pimp But he can make it his own though <laughs> Keep keep going James I'm thinking
4: Yeah um but yeah, um I was wondering like I'm trying to think of something like an iconic car in black culture, but the only thing I can think of is like a taxi cab, which doesn't sound right at all.
0: Okay. No.
4: Yeah.
5: After Clark and Henry.
4: Yeah. Um, hang on. I lost my place.
5: Okay. I made a deal
4: with the devil. Right. I um, mean uh, yeah. Let me see. uh Okay. um Right, just yeah, as always, the fantastic Clark Gregg is the best reaction. Um, James is so much se- so is more sexy. Is. Yes, I agree. Whose <laughs> life was fit saving when he died. I like Ada, so I hope she doesn't go all Android ape poop on us. Yeah, yeah that's not true. bad. Um, remember the last homicidal comment I made a little while ago? I retract that and list James' un- new outlook on life under cons. <laughs> um, that's good. Funny, I was about to say the same thing without the accent. More funny lines for Gabriel Luna, please. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm really starting to like our ghost rider. Agreed. Um, I think we all liked him a little while ago. Agreed,
5: but he's really come to form in this episode because he's not all being all growly and being like non friendly in this episode. He's actually, like oh, he's kind
4: of, but it's like tone he's like kind of understanding that that's not exactly the best way to work with people,
5: yeah, <laughs> he's actually evolving and which is funny because Daisy's kind of devolving, but I really liked Gabriel Luna in this episode. I think they gave him a lot of good stuff,
4: oh, yeah, I wonder if he actually like added that like last little bit by himself, just yeah, probably, <laughs> I would actually love to see Gabriel Luna try to do a um uh Australian accent, wouldn't that be great. <laughs> Uh, oh, awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Coulson and Mac seeing Daisy and the pain and anger in their eyes. Mm. Yeah. It's a sad reintroduction but I hope Daisy didn't expect a warm welcome after what she put them through. Hey, I, mean, I they that.
0: that
4: uh, did two fired Mac, did two fire dudes just drop a warehouse full of fireworks? I love them. that line! <laughs> I love that line!
0: That's a good
4: one. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all love that line. Um, I would have it would have if I hadn't been so busy typing in my thoughts in the previous scene. Brilliant moment. Thank you, show. <laughs> Nothing else to say. I'm just glad you're safe. I love hearing the anger in Coulson's voice. Yeah. Um, but this continued distance between Coulson and Daisy is hard to take. She needs to wake up whenever it's good for the story, of course, though. Um, I'm happy just to come along for the ride whenever the riders want to take me. Nothing called the Darkhold could possibly be good for your health. <laughs> The book of sins, a book of spells, infinite knowledge. Yep, sounds just like something this will be another season that takes us to fantastic places. Oh, probably more fantastic than we've ever seen before. <laughs> um, Okay, t shirt artist, you heard Colson and May. It's time to make t shirts for Philip Flinda's Reanimance Club. I know. <laughs>
0: That's
4: awesome. That's awesome. There are some weird things to say about a person. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that line took me. That's like peak foot panic moment right there <laughs> um give it up bitch she knows <laughs> and now i collapse on my bed probably stare at the ceiling for an hour in the dark legends of shield runs through my head this is another great episode to work with so I hope you have an amazing podcasting day until next week kissy face emojis i don't know how many guests will be on the episode some of you may have to share all those kisses <laughs> yeah, and so thanks aaron we love your kisses remember more. All right. And
3: Aaron, if, you get, if anybody wants to check out more of Aaron's uh, reviews on different TV shows, she does have a website, rainbeast.com. R E I N
4: beast.com. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. Now we got to our email from Morgan. Oh, okay. You said okay, yeah. Shelby, a Shelby Mustang. That'd yeah. be awesome. For those of you, for those
5: of you who can't see, which is all of you because you're listening to this, but Nikki just sent a photo of a 1967 Shelby Mustang, in yeah. in red. I, and I said maybe Mac would get like a darker blue or a darker green. I could see that. Yeah, it. So th-
3: it was Shelby was the word. I could. I was like tripping on, but Shelby. Uh, was one of the designers of a particular series of Mustangs, and they're like they considered the muscle car Mustangs, and they're different than that looks different than Lola, considerably different than a Charger, and I just felt like that was Max, and they made them into the '70s, so it could really be any era of the of the Shelby because they had a very distinct look, and that was kind of the start of the extended front end before they went into Stingrays, which I always hated in Corvettes. But anyway, Morgan's email.
4: Yeah. Um, one last thing though, do you think he would actually go for a, a Cor- or a, a Mustang or a Cobra? Because I know the Cobra is supposed to be like a really awesome I, car. I
3: think, think he I, I think he'd go classic Ford.
4: Yeah. Right. All right. So from Morgan. Hey guy. She left off the S apparently. <laughs> yeah.
5: So like another, Saddam Hussein in you know, South Park being along
4: and not good.
2: Hey guy, I can teach.
4: <laughs> what another great episode. Lola versus the Hell Charger was so cool. Holy crap. Too bad for Robert. The Quinjet put stopped stop to his getaway. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it definitely would have been um, uh, Lucy's win there. Yeah. Uh, Radcliffe and Ada continue to creep out and intrigue me. And all at the same time, I did, however, enjoy his interactions with May because, of course, May would get along with a blunt, straight, to, have, to the point, you're android. They have similar personalities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, I lo- I love May's, Uh, I love the like Chinese, the Mandarin line that came came around because that was great. Yeah,
5: first time we've ever heard her speak Mandarin
4: actually. I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah.
5: Most
3: of my parts are Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: that was yeah. That, that's yeah, definitely <laughs> <a> little... <laughs> yeah. It took
0: me.
3: It took me a bit. It took me a minute to understand that line, but I was
5: like, oh my god,
4: <laughs> you forgot she was an android.
5: No, I forgot. Well, what does she mean? Or parts of Chinese. It's like, oh, like made in China. Okay.
4: (laughs) Um, The watchdogs continue to be a nuisance, and I love that Daisy went to Simmons for help, and Simmons complied, even if it was basically because Daisy held a gun to her because he had a little choice. (laughs) It was still nice to see the part of the band back together again. James, oh, poor Hellfire. So sad and twisted, and clearly getting all of his life choices. So sad he's turning on all the Inhumans. He could have really been an asset. I love seeing Robbie show up and go up against Hellfire using his own fiery chain whip against him. was pretty cool. My favorite line of the night is probably a tie between Mac. Did two fire dudes just drop in werewolves of fireworks? Or Radcliffe early in the episode going, we had to very gently kill you just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The comedy continues to be amazing on the show without really even trying. I mean, this happens to good, good actors. Um... The ghost continues to be very creepy. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention about like how she kind of went into yeah. his head. That was freaky as heck.
3: Oh, that was really creepy, yeah.
4: Yeah. Um the ghost continues to be very creepy, and I'm very interested to see where this dark hole business takes us. I also love the it constant disappointed dad moment when they got Daisy back in the quinjet. We need you, Daisy. It's time to come home. Okay, and now what I want to talk discuss the most. The Fitzsimmons in Cap's letters. <laughs> Um, domestic Fitzsimmons apartment hunting was so adorable My heart is so full, guys Poor Fitz had so much anxiety throughout the whole episode About blowing the eye to secret This awkward thumbs up moment was super curious Trying and line save save Ida's life was nice of him But I swear if that idea starts developing human emotions And falls in love with Fitz I will start a small riot I really don't think that's going to happen, honestly um, That just seems ridiculous Yeah And um, <laughs> I really hope we don't go there I did love how Simmons found out about Ida, though. So, of course, she's so smart that she'd take one look at it and just know that she's an android. The fact that she had to ask Fitz if she was an android is pretty funny, since she asked him in a voice that basically said, do you really think that's a real human person, Fitz? It's obvious she's an android. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she was mostly understanding over, understanding over Fitz not telling her they knew what Ida really was, um, or at least she appears that way for now. She's gotten the, she understands that even though she's gotten better at lying, it's still not her greatest attribute. She certainly couldn't deceive a lie detector test. Well, she did deceive um, a lie detector test, I think, in Season 1, didn't she, against Koenig, or am I wrong?
3: No, she she passed it.
4: Okay, but I think she...
3: She didn't, she didn't
4: lie. I thought she was hiding something, then. I, no. I may be misremembering. All right.
3: That no, was Ward that did that.
4: Yeah, I know. I knew he did it, but I thought Simmons also hid something, too, but I may be wrong. Yeah, didn't
3: she do that like lie
5: detector test thing when she was like undercover with Hydra?
4: okay that too maybe um maybe, maybe that's, that's what i was true. thinking of um obviously we all know how much i love Fitzsimmons. i hope we can see a little more of them in scenes together because i agree with nikki said last week it's almost like they're trying to keep them separate it, which is good too because it does let the and grow on their own but i just love their dynamic i would totally watch a show or even a web mini web series about domestic Fitzsimmons doing nerd things while they're not we okay that would be cute um did you imagine them been um marathoning and commenting on netflix shows or going to comic-con adorable next week's episode looks great until then morgan
3: thank you morgan as always we'd love your thoughts so if you'd like to share your thoughts on agents of shield remember to tweet us at across airwaves after each episode or email us at across at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 773-809-3363 so james what are we going to do on our next episode
4: well, as we always will, and you forgot to change the number again. I
3: did, I did.
4: On our next episode, we'll be discussing episode five of Agents of Shield, as well as listener and viewer feedback.
3: Okay, now let's roll that pre-recorded closing.
1: Get across the airways podcast network website across the again that's across the you can check out all of our podcast shows available as their own individual programs get in the iTunes store can Google Play Store guys for the podcast shows color network we have the DC nation podcast located at DC nation that's DC which reviews popular DC comics related TV shows and movies there's also the Marvel verse podcast located at Marvelverse podcast.acrosstheairways.com Again, that's com, which reviews Marvel Comics related TV shows and movies. Again, we also have Thronescast our podcast dedicated to reviewing episodes of HBO's Game of Thrones which is available at the website com. Again, that's com. In addition to these programs you can listen to the original Across the Airways podcast which is accessible at acrosstheairways.com which reviews TV shows not related to superheroes core game of thrones like the walking dead doctor who star wars rebels supernatural and more including sitcoms such as the big bang theory got the muppets also you can listen to across the airways the dc nation podcast Thronescast, cast the game of thrones podcast got the marvelverse podcast got the mixed radio station code by jack stifle stitcher radio or if you use apple devices download the podcast box app got if you're on a windows or android device you can download our apps from the amazon marketplace got the windows marketplace got a regular windows or windows phone app because for how you can contact us to give your own listener feedback, got a TV show's we review, provide suggestions on how we can improve your podcast listening experience, or just want to say do you like what we're doing? Email us at across the get us across the Comment on our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter, got across their waves. There's no thought in there. It's just across their waves. Join our circle, guy Google Plus, Go leave us a voicemail by calling 773- 809 3363 Could get at 773- 809 3363 Call so with sending us an email. Email. Please mention which podcast show you're directing the message to Get the subject line Give you are sending us listener feedback you want us to read God the air. Okay, I would also recommend that you check out our YouTube page, which features trailers for upcoming movies get television events. Along with this content, the ATA YouTube channel is a great source for panels from past Comic-Con. And it will be a great resource to find videos related to the Comic-Con taking place in San Diego this summer to go along with our Comic-Con special.
3: So, if you're not joining us for spoilers, once again for our ATA podcast host, Nico Reifstack, Michael J. Petty, and Joshua Mercray, I'm Nikki Amy.
4: I am the Cookie Monster, also known as James Hafel.
5: <laughs> I am Wes Kim, and please keep it down, Miller's still sleeping.
2: <laughs> and, and I'm Steve Nostro, who apparently can't talk again. <laughs>
4: oh, no. Oh, you did- I'm a resident Darkhold expert now, so you well, get ready.
3: <laughs> yes, thank you, Steve, for for filling us in on the Darkhold. Yeah, and until our me. until our next episode, we'll catch you all in the Marvelverse.
4: Yes, you do. We never should have taken it. We should have left it buried. We need to know where it is. It's powerful, and now probably in the hands of a mad scientist ghost. I should be down there getting answers from my way.
0: We can't even touch these things. He can kill them. You're done. Don't do this.
1: New Marvels: Agents of Shield, Ghost Rider. Next Tuesday, 10, 9 Central, ABC.
3: Okay, so what you just heard was the trailer for next week's episode of Marvel's Agents of Shield, entitled Lockup james
4: it seems like we're going to be going into a very interesting um uh plot line but for the official plot line let's say um as robbie reyes struggles to control the ghost rider shield infiltrates a high security prison to unravel the secrets that haunt them all
3: and i did try to look for this was like of the synopses put out for this episode this was it this was there was not a longer one that I could find really, and and the reason
5: why is they're going to run into Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, but did you guys get a Daredevil season two vibe with Frank Castle like just whooping butt in in the in the prison? Like that's kind my of? that's my first thing. And and Mac, you gotta control your feelings, Mac. Where is Yu Where is Yu exactly.
3: There's so much that's going to happen next week. Hopefully it'll move the plot line a little forward a little more. We'll get more of the ghost story um, with these uh, people who apparently are not dead.
0: Yeah,
4: they're undead.
3: They're the undead. They're the zombies of the Marvel Universe, also known as Raimi's.
4: Well, also I did hear that I did read that the Darkhold was apparently connected to the Marvel Zombies storyline too. It is. So. It it was.
3: It was. Yeah. I I'm, I'm, do, I'm, do I'm done with
5: zombies. I'm I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm just done with zombies. We have The Walking Dead. We have so many of these zombie things. Do we need zombies Where next? We next we're gonna see zombies in This Is Us. NBC's new. Oh. You- <laughs>
4: Zombies are fun though. Yeah.
3: I am I'm, I'm good with not having zombies anymore. I think we've we've mastered the zombie and I'll tell you. I'm just I'm just I just need to know that Daryl is okay and then I'm good. Daryl Jacobson
4: gonna, uh, let's not talk uh, walking dead here right now, but I'm testing my vote on Abraham. That's just me. Yep. Daryl uh, J- Daryl Jacobson, uh, Thor's roommate
3: Glenn. I'm, I'm going with Glenn or Maggie, but, but anyway. Uh, so next week we've got a very exciting episode, and hopefully, what are you guys hoping for in this episode? Uh, let's start with Steve. Steve, what do you want from this episode?
2: I want more, more dark, um, dark hold. That's what I want. As our resident
3: dark hold expert speaks.
2: I want everything dark hold.
3: <laughs> uh, Woo! What are you looking forward to this episode?
5: I don't know what I'm looking forward to because by judging by this trailer, I've only seen it once. We don't really see much. So that usually means something big is about to go down.
3: Usually. Good point. Good point. So it could be we're not seeing a lot because they don't want to give too much away. Which is good. Which is good. Cookie Cookie Monster.
4: <laughs> um, I would just like, I want to see more uh, Ghost Rider because more Ghost Rider is always good, like when he actually has the flaming skull and everything. And I also want to see, like, um, I just want to see, like, the team working together again. And I feel like it's going to be, um, a challenge for them, especially in the prison. I feel like the prison itself is probably going to have a metaphor that we're not seeing yet. But, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's probably going to be an episode about, um, like, uh, um, Freeing yourself from whatever holds you down, and I think that's going to be interesting, especially with Daisy. So,
5: because, because to Heepo's point that he just said, this is the first time that we're hey. going to see like all, all the team working together this season. We haven't seen that all season long, including Daisy. So it's going to be true kind of cool to see them all back together and and hopefully for a nice like little surprise we get to see Bobby and, and Nikki's least favorite person in the world Nick Blood come
3: back <laughs> <laughs> oh, as I stare at a picture of him yes <laughs> I would love to see them come back maybe, maybe they're in jail maybe my beloved Hunter is in jail you know undercover for something else and that's how they'll bring him back
5: yeah,
4: he's but, too busy making soup. With my yeah, I, like I feel like bringing Bobby and Hunter back would just be a, like a better um, pre-hiate, like a hiatus stinger thing. Just like oh just yeah, like, Yeah, absolutely yeah. I was, just, I, I, I,
5: I, was, I, was just, I was just making fun.
3: No, I just yeah. you know I'm all, I'm always looking for more for Hunter in every scene. So <laughs> just I, I need him back anyway. So. We will see you all next week for Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and for the Marvelverse podcast. So, see you later, everybody.
0: Excelsior!